Hello everybody, it is Coach Martin and Miller here from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. Lovely to be with you at the early hours of this morning here and I hope you've had a good weekend wherever you are in the world. Today I'd like to speak with you about what's happening in Algeria um, and hello to all of my lovely Algerian listeners. Uh, we've got quite a growing number of you now um, and it's really amazing to see you all here. And again, thank you to my Algerian friend for popping up the other day on Telegram. It was lovely to hear um, that you were loving the podcast. And uh, hopefully you found uh, more, more love for the podcast as you stuck around with me. Um, if you have stuck around with me, and if you haven't, I wish you well. But hopefully you are still listening, my friend, because um, it's really nice to know to get the human interaction going here on the program. Um, so it's not just me talking to you. I would love you all to come and talk to me as well. And um, the best way you can do it is leave a voice message on the program. Um, I will listen to all of them as and when we can get through them. And of course, you can reach me on Telegram too. Please, please just make it stuff that's relevant to the program. Um, I have a really busy schedule here, so um, I want to be able to give as much of you the attention that you deserve, but uh, obviously I can't answer things that aren't really directly related to the sorts of things that I coach about. But if you're looking to get advice on business startup or entrepreneurship, maybe confidence, performance skills, English as a second or native language, or immigrating overseas, then I absolutely can assist you on that, no problem at all. If it's down to accent reduction, modulation, intonation, word stresses, things like that, contact me. And I would love to offer you a little bit of free advice wherever I can, especially for those of you who can't afford. Don't forget, there's just a few more days left for you to enter to win one of nine of my free 40-minute masterclasses. The links are all down below, so good luck to everybody on that. And thank you again to the wonderful Japanese sponsor who she made this possible for nine of you, nine lucky people to get free coaching, thanks to her. So thank you very much again. Right, okay, let's talk about Algeria. Now, what's happening in Algeria? Do any of you know? Are any of you interested? Well, you really should be, because Algeria is moving from French to English. Um, and, you know, I've been watching this kind of, um, well, with open eyes and just like, wow, okay. This is about a month or so ago, um, and obviously the introduction of the English language is kind of controversial, to say the least, and I'm sure my friend in Algeria would have lots to say. If you want to talk to me about that, you can be anonymous if you want, feel free to ring in. Um, I'd love to have you on the pod podcast itself. Uh, we can make your voice anonymous, we can give you an artificial voice, that's not a problem. Um, but I would love to actually cover what's going on in your countries, so make this into your program as much as mine. Perhaps come and appear and tell me what's happening in your country, good and bad. And like I can say, we can protect your identity. That's not a problem. Um, and of course, if you've got nothing that you need to worry about, then just come and be yourself. And it's a great chance for you to practice your English as a second language on a worldwide reaching podcast. That's pretty awesome, right? So I hope you'll come and join me. Now, um, I was reading about this and I came across a very interesting piece um, by uh, an opinion piece. Um, by a lady um, who's got a point of view on this. Now, from her point of view, she feels that this introduction of the English language is just a political maneuver by the government. I have no idea. Um, but her concerns are quite valid. It seems that she feels this will have dire consequences for the Algerian people. So all of my lovely listeners in Algeria, um, I would love to know your point of view, okay? Um, I mean, clearly the COVID-19 pandemic has really wrecked a lot of education systems worldwide, not just in the Philippines, it's just a catastrophe. Um, and I believe it's the same in Algiers. Um, in September, I believe your children returned to school after two years of being pretty much um, just... 
Um, but I understand um, that it was quite well well organized from what I can research on this. Um, and it really was just, um, well, trying to obviously do the best that you could by schooling the children um, at home. And then, of course, now they're able to get back in the classroom. But the Algerian government is introducing English um, and the same to replace the French language at primary school level. Um, but this has raised the political debate within your country itself. Okay. Um, really, if we think about it, um, the announcement by your president um, in June, it, it appears like a positive step. Um, particularly when we look at the university, I know myself, is how many students that are needing coaching in English and it's just expanding at an exponential rate. Okay, um, But of course, the history of Algeria's languages has often been kind of yeah, a bit of a political hot potato too, I guess. Right. And I don't know enough about the history and heritage of your country, but I would love you to educate me actually on this. So please feel free to, to reach in uh, with your comments on this. But from the articles that I've read, in this particular article here, it seems that, you know, obviously the whole imposition, shall we say, of the French language comes from a colonial past. OK. Um, and of course, Britain is a colonial power, too, or was a colonial power. So, you know, I'm not not casting any differences between the French and the British here at all or any other um, nation. The Spanish, you know, many, many nationalities. I mean, look, the Spanish conquested the Philippines. Right. OK. So. Um, there are many nationalities here, okay? But clearly, um, whenever we, we see a language imposed, as is English in this case, let's face it, worldwide, right? Um, sometimes it comes in the name of a lot of colonial violence as well, which is, which is pretty, pretty awful to say the least, okay? That is an understatement. So um, when we look at it, the Arabic language schools that existed prior to European settlement um, were replaced by the, the Francophone schooling system. Um, and of course, in that, like we see a lot, it's used almost like as a political weapon and also a societal weapon, because it meant only a small minority of Algerians were able to access this. Um, also, you know, if you think about it, it became very exclusive. To be able to speak the French language became exclusive, only something the elite could do. So a select few who could receive French colonial schooling, um, you know, obviously, there is an elitism and it's very similar sort of situation in many parts of the world like here you know if you can speak excellent english you're seen as kind of more upper class um than than if you can't and a sign of intelligence which really quite frankly there are many ways to measure intelligence but anyway let's look at it so when we look at it french um was was one language there okay so it was arabic obviously and then there were berbers and you know different types of algerian dialects okay um and I think, I believe, if I'm right from my research, Algeria became independent in 1962, all right? And um, the founder of the Association of Algerian Muslim, um, Ulema, I think it's pronounced it. Again, if I've got this wrong, I apologize. I'm trying to learn a lot here by researching this. Um, said that Islam is our religion, Arabic is our language, Algeria is our homeland, okay? And it really underlined the character, I think, there, and I agree with this columnist on this, as to the struggles, the independent nation as well as its nationalistic struggles. So it's, it's been a mixed mixed bag, we would say. Listen to that idiom, a mixed bag, it means, yeah, it's a mixture of ups and downs, goods and bads here, really, or good and bad, shall I say. Right. So um, when, you, when you consider it, 
okay. Um, it's gone through a lot of transitions. Algeria has gone through many different transitions, and so has the linguistic situation as well, okay. Um, but really, it was difficult, I guess, because you've got obviously the French language there, and then this method of linguistic transition was rather, you know, it, it failed to engage like academics and workers who required to implement script Arabic, all right. And in a way, um, Arabic was the banner under which the nation was being rebuilt, okay? But then you've got obviously an ethnically diverse population, so other dialects and languages were also in existence. So it became very difficult, I believe, I would imagine, in, in Algeria for this. And what's happening obviously now is that Algerian primary schools are now rushing to introduce English lessons, okay? So you've got now trying to push that through. Um, and you know, look, it, it is challenging. It is very sensitive situation. So I'm certainly not here to really discuss the politics and the whys and wherefores of this. But if we look at it, um, what's happening again now um, with this policy um, is just kind of like repeating itself, it seems. Um, now, I understand from my research that in the 1990s, parents were given the choice of allowing their children to learn English instead of French, right? And the majority of our students still opted for French. A few were in favour of English, um, and they appeared to come from more poorer neighbourhoods that had been influenced by more conservative views, um, and and that kind of caused a problem. And obviously, we we bring into the whole kind of you know the, the view of the different religions here as well. So the experiment was highly criticised um, at the time um, because if you think about it. There, there is difficulty in adapting at times. If you're going to move children around, okay, and keep changing things, children do find it challenging. But they are more flexible, to be honest with you, than adults. But even adults do amazingly well. But it is going to cause some, you know, impact somewhere with their learning. Um, and it just seems as though, according to this article I'm reading, that there is a feeling this is another agenda, right? There is a, another agenda here. Um, and a weakening of the French language in Algeria is kind of being used, this is one comment on this, to send a message, a political message to the Elysee Palace, right, in France. Um, it's, you know, a political hot potato, really. And it's just a question of what do you all do as Algerian citizens and certainly children um, now having to deal with this? Because... Um, all of this, all of this does have a, an impact somewhere, right? Okay. Um, regardless of what's happening in politics, it is once again the citizens of the world who have to deal with the consequences of these political moves. I don't want to get political myself, but I will agree with this particular writer who says that Algerian children are left really unable to academically master a single language due to the lack of provisions for the transition into English in the schools. And the concern here, and I agree to a certain extent, is that in the end, there will be a price to be paid for this because simply, probably by the state, by the Algerian government, because it just means the future workforce will not be adequately formed in a single language, it's fragmented. And if you believe in this kind of thinking further, that it kind of stunts your progress, it's... Um, it's going to be difficult. I think it's better to focus on one language than many languages. And if you consider that, that has a big impact for Algeria, I think. Um, you know, it, it, it is difficult, 
it is difficult. It's a controversial subject. Um, I would say that it's probably coming from one point of view, from a well-meaning decision. But also, yeah, I think that there is a particular political angle probably on this as well. And that's a shame, because as I say, if it's only always the citizens who bear the brunt of this, isn't that bear the brunt? It means they suffer the most, okay? Um, I mean, a university lecturer was interviewed for one of these articles, said, I see it among my students, people who are giving up on the French language and moving towards English. So my question for you, if you're an Algerian student or listener here, what do you feel? Do you see that? I mean, what language are you using? Are you using French? Are you using Arabic? Are you using English? Are you using a different language? I'd love to hear from your point of view how things are, okay? Um, if we think about it, there is a, I suppose, a feeling that uh, English is the language of knowledge, okay? Because it is used so much in technical and scientific fields. Obviously, articles are often written in English. And, you know, there was actually someone else who was interviewed from the, now, bear in mind, he's from the U University of Oran and um, Department of English Language. So he might say this. He's a little bit, not exactly unbiased, but... We, we would say that, you know, he's saying you can see that articles written in English are of better quality and larger quantity. Um, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that. You're from Algeria. You tell me. I'd love to know. Um, in a way, though, some people are feeling, again, to uh, echo the other um, article that I researched for this, that Algeria is somehow punishing France. Um, and in a way, language is being used for that, which really, to be frank with you, is just awful isn't it, that we, we're going to use a language to do this with. Um, I believe that the move towards English, um, if, you, if you think about it, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because it is the main language used for most of business, international you know, commerce, um, and many transactions. Okay, um, So I believe that it is going to be helpful, um, but it's just, it's not the fact of moving to English that's the issue as such. It's more about how it's being done, not the, the why as such. Um, because ultimately the why is, we'd say academic, it's happening. So all we can do is life is deal with what is happening. But if this is affecting you, if you are someone in Algeria at the moment listening to me, because you're trying to improve your English, because you realize this is a sudden shift, or maybe you've got children at school and you're trying as a parent to support them by improving your English or maybe you want your children to, to actually understand and be involved in coaching sessions then do get in touch with me um, I'd love to know some of the challenges it's causing for you in Algeria I really do um, your best bet to be honest to reach me quickly is to just message into the program or drop me an email um, at hello at initial-impact.com all right um, because that's easier for me. Um, if you try to message me all your questions on Telegram, they will probably get buried in the long feed at the moment. Um, so do do send me an email and then I can work through them one by one. But I would love to hear what's happening in Algeria. Are these articles that I've read and researched, are these accurate? Do you feel that this gives a proper picture of what's going on in, in your country? Do you believe it's a political issue? Do you want to talk to me about that? I don't mean talking politics as such. Uh, we can obviously keep you anonymous if you're worried about that. But I really want to understand what's happening over there and how you're going to cope with this transition to more English than anything else. Will it be a big deal or do you think people are making a fuss over nothing? 
There's some nice words here, right? A fuss over nothing, a big deal out of nothing, a mountain out of a molehill. Have you ever heard of that? A mountain out of a molehill? A molehill is like uh, something that moles, <laughs> moles dig up. A mole is like a little furry creature, um, mostly found in like Northern Europe, certainly in the UK, and they dig up your lawn, they live underground, and then they tunnel up and yeah, make big holes in your lawn. So um, I hope we're not going to make too much of a mountain out of a molehole in this one. But I wanted to do something here to obviously address this for my Algerian students listening, because I know it's going to be a big change there. Um, feel free to message in. And if you would like to get any more information from me, please sign up to my newsletter. The links are all down below, and I'll be delighted to keep you in touch. OK, stay safe. I'll see you soon. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.